This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. All right, here we go. We'll open up talking some volleyball. They're at the halfway point of A-Sun play. A 2-6 and six record, still battling for a spot in the A-Sun tournament with eight matches remaining. A road trip this week up to Tennessee to take on Austin P and Lipscomb. Uh, Tristan Johnson joins us since the last time we met here in this room. You guys have split a pair of five-set matches, then dropped a pair this past weekend to Stetson and Florida Gulf Coast. Just give us some insight into how the teams have been playing lately. Yeah, been a been a – Interesting couple of weeks, really uh, let one slip away a little bit against North Florida. We were up 2-0 and really were in uh, command of that match and started making some errors and momentum started going the other way. So uh, kind of let one slip away there. But, uh, you know, and then this past weekend played played a, a really good volleyball team in Stetson and then played a, a pretty physically gifted and talented volleyball team in FGCU. So learn, learning a lot about ourselves, um, you know, just really trying to continue to grow and and you know figure out what it's going to take to continue to compete at a really high level and that's something that we've talked about a lot uh still working to get better every day and we're still in the hunt just gotta you know attack this weekend as best we can you've had a lot of outstanding individual efforts let's talk about matrice harris 11 kills against florida gulf coast she hit 833 in that match she's third in the a sun and hitting percentage she's related to gerald lavender una's all-time leading rebounder member of the 1979 men's basketball championship team if you've been to some matches he's been at two or three of the home matches he sits right behind us over on the broadcast table but what's been the key to her uptick the last handful of matches yeah, if you haven't seen him, you can't miss him. Uh, he's a he's a big dude. But um, you know, I I you know she's really she's invested a lot of time. You know, she's a girl that uh, transferred here from a junior college, and uh, whenever I got here, I just you know she's a kid that when you walk in, you go, okay, that looks like an athlete right there. And you know, works extremely hard. Uh, is just a phenomenal kid. Extremely respectful. I mean, you couldn't ask for someone better. Uh, and and you know, it just works extremely hard to get better every day is very mindful, very respectful. I mean, like I said, you just couldn't ask for a better kid. And it's really paid off for her because, you know, I, I told her this. I tell athletes this all the time. Being a great athlete and having potential is just half the battle. I mean, you got to go out there and do something with it. And she does every day. Uh, and, and that's why she's been able to do as well as she had. I mean, like you mentioned, she had almost four kills a set and hit over 800 against what I believe to be one of the best, if not the best teams in the A-Sun right now and has been over the last few years. And so, you know, that's a that's a program that, she's able to have a lot of success against and will in the future if she continues to develop. So Patrice has been on fire, A.K. Griggs. She's been around for a while. She's had some outstanding matches. Haley Martin's a freshman that really came on strong over the weekend. Maggie Sullivan's been real consistent as well. We talk just about every time I talk to you, we talk about Taylor Floyd. But all those great hitters, what about the job Olifo Soy's been doing running the offense? Yeah, she's done really well. I think that uh... – her growth, she's gotten better as the years progress, and I think a lot of that, uh, she wasn't able to be here over the summer, and then so she kind of got a late start uh, with the group, and, you know, it takes a little bit of time. It's like, uh, you know, walking in as the quarterback of the football team and, you know, trying to learn the offense and learn everything and then have to play a game. And so for her to be able to grow with that has been really nice, uh, and, and, you know, I think that she has a potential to be 
one of the best setters in the league as she continues to, to get better and progress as the team moves forward. She's got good offensive weapons, and so the more that she's understanding how to work with them and, and, and what, what they need in certain moments, she'll continue to, to help us a lot. I don't know if you might in here watch the Cheer documentary on Netflix, but she came to us from Trinity Valley, which was the other school in the Cheer documentary on Netflix. My wife and I like to watch that show. I don't know if there's any other Cheer fans in here. All right, top eight, get into the A-Sun tournament. We're in the mix at the halfway point. You look back at what we've done, or what do you expect moving forward? We're, we're going to have to continue to compete. I mean, we're, you know, I, like you said, I, we're right in the hunt. That's why I keep telling the girls, you're right there. You know, you're right there. And, and so I think that our, our goal, and this, was, this has been my goal throughout this season, is our, our biggest uh, goal is just to continue to grow as competitors, as a team, and, you know, approach every day the exact same way. And if we can do that, then we can look up in, in about three or four weeks and be really excited about where we're at. So we're going to have to approach every match uh, and uh, – compete as hard as we can. I think we have every opportunity to make the ASUN tournament. We're just going to have to uh, be really diligent. You know, I, I brought this up to the group uh, last after last weekend, after we had a tougher weekend. I said, we want to be a team that's peaking and getting better as we get to the end of the season. Uh, you don't want to be on the way down at the end of the season and, and run out of steam. And I think that we're, we've positioned ourselves, you know, if you look at the scores of the FGCU match, obviously it didn't pan out the way we wanted it to. But if you look at where they were last year, and the scores this year, we made huge strides. Um, and I think that if we can compete and approach every day the way they approached Sunday morning and then Sunday afternoon, then we'll, we'll be putting ourselves in a good place. A uh, trip up to Tennessee, Austin P on Friday, Lipscomb on Saturday. What kind of matches are you expecting? Uh, competitive. I mean, Austin P uh, is, is in the same boat as we are. We're tied for the same positioning right now. We're both trying to make a run at it to get into the uh, ASUN tournament. Uh, and then uh, Lipscomb is is right there in the middle of the pack they they're a consistently good program but i think are both are matches that we have the potential to go in and grab we're just going to have to uh bear down and take them one at a time and uh don't take anything for granted if we can go get a couple on the road we'll position ourselves extremely well moving forward awesome coach thanks for stopping by thank you appreciate it Next up, we'll talk some football, some UNA football. Offensive coordinator Ryan Held swings by, subbing in for Coach Willis in his first season. The Lions are back in action at Eastern Kentucky, up in Richmond, Kentucky. The first ever meeting with the Colonels will travel up on Friday. And, Coach, let's back up to the uniqueness of this past week. I know we spoke prior. You've coached in a lot of big venues uh, before you came to UNA from your time at some of your previous stops. But what was the team's perspective playing at Toyota Field, the home of the Rocket City Trash Pandas? Well, first, I just want to give a little uh, words of wisdom. Uh, you don't ever rise to the occasion. You revert to your training and practices. So I um, wanted to bring, put, put that out there. In uh, terms of the venue, I just, we, we want to give a shout-out to everybody involved. That was just an incredible uh, venue, intimate uh, for our players. Uh, the crowd was awesome. Uh, you know, to be a part of a situation where uh, you play one way, basically, you know, the second time maybe in the history of college football, as many games have been played, our kids will be able to tell their grandkids about that. Uh, it was awesome. Everything set up. I mean, it was, it was, it was just really neat. And, uh, you know, so I know our players really appreciated it and all the people involved, thank you for putting it on, just all the tireless work that was put into it uh, to put that, that uh, show on. Did you guys ever notice the One Direction football? Did it ever feel strange or did it feel normal? It did. Sometimes I had to, okay, what hash are we on as they move the, uh, you know, and they had to flip it back. Uh, that that kind of at times I had to make sure I was calling the right play and not put the formation in the in the wrong, you know, the wrong hash or whatever. But, uh, you know, once we got going, it was 
it was uh, it was fun. I had a I had a real good time. We were up in the the box. You had the president's box over here. You had other people there. It was just a lot going on. And you know, when I was a JUCO head coach, um, you know, I called a game, and the radio guy was right next to me. And I can remember saying, "Well, this is going to be a touchdown." right here to the coaches, and I heard the radio guy, well, Coach Held saying this is going to be a touchdown, <laughs> and uh, then it ended up being a touchdown, uh, thank goodness. But um, So I've, I've dealt with different things like that and over the years and the different places I've been, but it was, it was fun. I had a really good time. I know our players did too. Well, we'd love to join you maybe this weekend in the, the coach's booth if you'll have us. No doubt. I heard it's first. a little small, so it might be uh, packed in there. All right, let's talk about the offense, and let's start with Noah Walters, the true freshman starting quarterback. This will be released tomorrow uh, morning around 11 a.m., but Noah Walters has been named to the Jerry Rice Award watch list, which is for the FCS Freshman of the Year. So there's probably about 20 people on that list. Yeah, that, that's a pretty big deal for him. Back-to-back uh, -to -back games with 300 yards passing against two great defenses, three touchdowns in each. Uh, what's he doing week to week to keep improving? Well, I mean, Noah's, Noah's a dog. I mean, he's, he's you know, he, he, he just goes out every day and, and tries to get better. And, um, you know, he's got that gunslinger in him. You know, he doesn't let things affect him. You know, we, we, we obviously turned it over early on, and he didn't let it affect him. A lot of guys might, you know, not be aggressive after that. Oh, we turned the ball over. And that's just not who he is. You know, I knew about him in high school and, um, you know, I mean, over the years I've built a relationship with him and I just knew the type of player and um, person he is and he's a competitor. And, uh, you know, you look at that team, they were giving up about 17 points a game uh, to FCF's teams and we basically doubled that and obviously it wasn't enough, but, you know, uh, he's getting better every week as is the offense. And that's all I can ask as the offensive coordinator is put our guys in position to be successful, our guys come to work every day. They don't make excuses. We don't let others make excuses for us. And at the end of the day, we're one in five, but we're right there. And we just got to find a way to, to not have those streaks of a turnover or, you know, stalled, play, or stalled series. And, 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 you know, that can put us over the edge. But I tell you, it's, you know, I've done this a long time, and I've turned programs around and the places I've been. And obviously, we're, we're here getting this deal right. Um, but just the, the approach that these guys take, um, there's no quitting in them at all, uh, as it could very easily be, because frustration could set in. Uh, and that's what I'm really impressed with as they come to work. And we're just, they, they have fun, and we try to make it fun. And, um, you know, losing's not fun, but, you know, you got to put yourself in position to, to, to win these games. And I feel like we're doing that. We just got to just reduce a few mistakes. Uh, and then we can get over the hump. And he's not the only true freshman performing uh, on the offensive side of the football. Demarcus Lacey's a true freshman. He's played running back and receiver. He had 100 yards of total offense against Jacksonville State. Caleb Heatherly's a big freshman tied in from Coleman, Alabama. It feels like he's got a big catch just about every single game. How have these freshmen put themselves in position to contribute early on? Well, you know, they've, we used to say uh, as a freshman, you either dip your toe in the water or you jump in the deep end. And these guys have done that. Now it's taken DeMarcus a little bit of time to, to get to where, you know, he needs to, to get to. But, I mean, I've, I've felt the moment he's walked on campus, this kid's as talented as, as anyone. And, uh, I mean, he, he would have played for me in the past, I can tell you that much. I mean, he's really, really talented. I mean, the ball in his hands, his hand-eye coordination is incredible. You, you all could see that if you watch a game, just making plays, contested catches and all that. And uh, he loves football. And he gets mad when people tackle him, which those are the type of guys that we want. We want guys that have cleats in the car, that Applebee's parking lot. You want to go one-on-one? -on -one? Let's go one-on-one -on -one right now. Call him out. That's the type of guy that he is. And 
Caleb Heatherly has just really attacked it as well. Um, he's really, really physical. Um, you know, he's done a tremendous job blocking. I mean, that one-handed catch was, was incredible. I mean, that was a big, big play in the game right there to keep a drive moving. So he's come in uh, and attacked it. I mean, his, he likes Michael Myers, uh, so he watched the Halloween movie and didn't really like it. But, you know, that's kind of uh, he, he's kind of, you know, dialed in to, to be able to destroy people, and, and that's what he likes to do, blocking. So. Another guy that's been destroying people, Shunderick Powell, running back, fifth in the nation in rushing yards. He's 5'7", 168 pounds. Give us some insight into just how hard he runs. I love that kid. He brings a smile every day. Uh, he's got a million-dollar smile. And uh, he, the thing about him, when you look in the weight room, and it, it correlates to the football field, he's the most explosive player we have uh, on the football team, in my opinion. And uh, it, But it, you look in the weight room, he comes to – uh, work in the weight room, and he's you know he's built obviously uh, uh, very nicely as it, for his stature, and but he's very explosive. It's hard to to, to get a good shot on him. Um, I challenged him this last week. I, I felt in the Kennesaw game we kind of danced around a little bit, um, and I wanted him to hit that deal, uh, and he did. And uh, you know you just look at it over what a hundred and some yards, and you know he's a home run hitter. I mean he's Aaron Judge. He comes up every time. He, he could go all the way, and, you know, those are the type of players you want in the, in the offense. And, you know, again, we're trying to do everything we can to put him in position to have those home run opportunities. ASUN play continues this week, road trip up to eastern Kentucky. Tell us about the Colonels. What do they look like? Well, I, you know, not to speak for the defense, but they're going to throw the ball all over the yard. That's what they do. Uh, they got big, big physical receivers, and uh, they got a good quarterback who's had some preseason accolades uh, going into it. And, uh, so they'll they'll definitely throw it. Uh, they won't take much time off the clock. I mean, they're gonna you know they're gonna throw it and uh, do that. You know, for us offensively against their defense, um, you know, up front they got some really good players. They got multiple Division One transfers. Uh, you know, so you know they're multiple even and odd front stem a little bit. Um, you know, so we got to be prepared for that. Make sure our rules are, are good. Make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, they're they're a two high one high team. Uh, you know, I think we just got to continue to get better and, uh, uh, you know, find ways to get our playmakers the ball because, you know, you look at Cortez, you look at TK again. Corson Swan has had a big play, big plays in the game. And, you know, they're just we, – we have really good playmakers. We, I just have to continue to find ways to, to get them the ball and be creative and, again, have fun. I mean, that's what we got to do is go out and have fun and have the guys enjoy coming to work every day. Uh, and then special teams, you know, we got to find a way to – to change the field position, maybe get a punt block, get a return. We need to get the field position right. That's kind of hurt us throughout the year, uh, just having to go long fields and, you know, not pinning people. And so it's a combination of offense, defense, and special teams. So we got to flip fields when we need to and, you know, and, and, and put ourselves in position to where we can, you know, have some, some opportunities and not have to go 80 yards and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that that's where it's at. And, uh, you know, it, we got to get on the bus and be ready to go attack this and get after them. They're a good football team. They played good teams. Uh, but it's a game that, that our kids are going to go out and, and be ready to compete. And uh, It's an A-Sun League game, and if you can't get up for that, I don't know what to tell you. Well, so. Coach Help, we appreciate you swinging by. Best of luck this weekend. Ben, thanks, buddy. We'll talk some UNA soccer next. We'll bring up Chris Walker. I can't lie, the Applebee's reference really got me tickled up here.
Uh, soccer this weekend, final regular season game coming up this Saturday, 1 p.m. against the Jacksonville Dolphins. It's senior day. It's kind of weird. We're used to playing Thursday, Sunday, but we'll be just one Saturday match, 1 p.m. Hope you can make some time to, uh, to come out and join the soccer program out there. And Coach Walker, I want to start. Uh, you got your two assistants back there. The Hall of Famer Holly Loud's here, and she's got a couple special guests with her as well that have been in town for a while. She does. They've been in town since the homecoming weekend, so we've, they've been around. I think they've played golf on every golf course in Alabama this this month, so they're enjoying themselves. And uh, Holly's dad, right? Yes, it is. Yes. let you introduce yes. him. Yes. You can stand up if you want as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since we chatted last, you guys have gone on a little run down in Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State, and then you fell on the road this week into central Arkansas. But this run's put you guys in the conversation for a spot in the A-Sun tournament. There are about five teams competing for the final two spots in the tournament heading into the final weekend of play. It's been jam tight. Uh, Coach, what about the way this team's positioned itself lately? No, it's been great. We played, going back since we've last been here, we played Kennesaw last and we beat them three. Um, last Thursday night and I think a big part of that was the the crowd the crowd was fantastic we got all the sports teams there baseball were there some of them had the shirts on some of them had them off swinging around their heads and stuff so it made a huge impact and it drove the girls on and then we won 3-0 in that one and then it just shows how tight the league is I mean kind of saw the probably around the fourth best team in the league right now and we beat them 3-0 then we move on and played Jacksonville beat them 2-1 and it was a Sunday afternoon game. It was a little bit slower. And then we went to Central Arkansas this past weekend and started slow that first 20 minutes. Got ourselves in a little hole, fought back for a bit, and then pushed towards the end, and they caught one as we were pushing. But we're still there. Um, we watched Stetson play Ken uh, Gulf Coast today and hope Gulf Coast win that one, and then it's in our hands, and hopefully we can get a win this weekend and move along. So Alice Bussey scored two goals against Kennesaw State. She's top four, I believe, in the A-Sun yeah. in scoring. Chloe Fell came off the bench and played about ten minutes against Jacksonville State, had two big goals. Then Mollin Anderson had a great shot over the weekend as yeah. well. feels like you're getting a lot of different players involved. Yeah, it was great. And then Olivia Anderson as well mixed into all that. She's done a lot of the, the setting up of it. She scored a couple of goals. But she did well with both Alice's goals, setting them up, and then both of Chloe's goals as well. She was involved in both of those. So, But it's nice to get – we're not just relying on one person. So it's, the goal scoring has been spread out. And then Marlon this weekend scored probably our best goal of the season from a left defender. She managed to find her way all the way up the field and scored a really nice goal about 25 yards out into the top corner. So it was, she's played well, and it was nice to see a defender get on the score sheet. Let's talk a little bit more about Olivia Anderson. You mentioned those big moments. And the five goals scored against Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State, she scored one goal, had three assists, and drew the foul that set up the PK. With a freshman, is she finally getting comfortable playing kind of at the end of the season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it depends what game it is. She's still a freshman, so she was fantastic in the, the first the Kennesaw and the JSU game. She needed a little bit of motivation in the Central Arkansas game. But it's, she's a freshman, so she's done fantastic, everything we've asked of, and then hopefully she – Turns it back on against Jacksonville on Saturday. All right, this weekend, or Saturday, will be senior day. From talking about a freshman to this year's senior class, 11 players. Yes. Talking about the likes of Kate Weissman, Charlotte Kellett, Grace Lensing, Morgan Ebert. They've been around for a while. There, yeah. There's several others that we can jump into. But a lot of these players arrived back in 2018, the year we made the A-Sun Tournament Championship. Got to take advantage of that extra year. Some arrived the next year in 2019. But what have they meant to this program leading us through the transition? No, they've been fantastic. Like I said three or four of them played in the A-Sun Championship game in our first transition year. So, They've been a huge part of the program over the last four or five years, just helping us build and get to where we are now and then just setting a level of expectation for the rest moving forward. The other seven or so, they're the junior seniors, the COVID year kids. So 
they've done a great job as well and have all played important roles, whether it's minutes or in practice or a combination of the both. And they've all been helpful along the way and just making us competitive. And then we can move on from there. Jacksonville this weekend, Saturday, 1 p.m., a must-win match. What's the scouting report? Yeah, they're a good uh, athletic side. They've played a similar style to us, but it's going to be a competitive game. It's a team we've had, the, I think, the better of the last couple of years, but like I said, there's no easy games in the A-Sun, so it should be an exciting game, and we'd love to see everyone out there at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Hopefully we get a big crowd. Coach Walker, best Thank of luck. Thanks. Thank you. We'll talk some cross-country next with Jeremy Province. The men and women ran their final race of the regular season last Friday at the UAB Blazer Classic. The men finished in fourth. The women finished in third place. They've got just postseason races left now, the A-Sun Tournament next weekend. Then they'll go to the NCAA Regionals the week after that. But, Coach, let's start on the men's side. The fastest team average in program history at the UAB Blazer Classic. Uh, just how fast was this bunch last weekend? Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, preseason, we, we kind of sat down and set some goals for the team. And, you know, part of it is uh, one of those goals was to, to run sub-25 minutes as a team average, uh, at the, you know, at some point in the season. And, uh, and we did that at UAB. You know, it's the first time we've ever had a men's program average under 25 minutes uh, for, the, for the 8K event. And, you know, again, the, the good thing, the, I think the encouraging part for me was it happened in our last regular season meet, which, you know, we've, and what I'm looking at is we've progressed each race uh, throughout the season. So I think we're running at our best at the right time of the year. And uh, hopefully here in 10 days or whatever, 9, 10 days, we'll, we'll have a good meet at the A-Sun Championships. So Evan Allen broke his own 8K school record for the third time this season. You guys have run five races, and I think I counted up. He's broken four school records this year when you mix in the 5K record that he set, I think, in the first race of the year. But how's he continued to just get stronger and stronger by each race? You know – He's he's a guy again. We've talked about his work ethic and his approach. He's he's super confident. Um, but you know, I mean, it's no secret. You know, the ones that you know, you you know, there's a lot of guys that are talented out there. You know, but there there's those that want to want to sacrifice and make sure that they you know do the you know we, we talk about the little things, the other 22 hours of the day that I don't see them. You know, and making sure they take care of themselves and uh, you know are doing the right things outside of practice. And I think he's just he's elite uh, when it comes to on the course, but he's also elite in taking care of the little things and that. You know, it's really paid a bit or made a big difference for him. Um, and, and, again, you know, when you don't do those things, a lot of times late in the season, you know, you start to see um, the fatigue set in, you know, and maybe they don't run as well towards the end of the season. But, again, UAB, last regular season meet, he, he betters his 8K time. So I think it shows that he's, he's taking care of himself, he's doing the right things, and he's running the best that he's ran all season and of his career, you know, at the right time of the year. Then over on the women's side, a third-place finish, what would you make of their strong race? Yeah, super. You know, the women, again, it's a 6K, so, you know, we, we don't do that event or that distance too often. It's usually just postseason. But that was the fastest 6K average time for a women's team that we've ever had at UNA, you know. And so um, it, it's, again, running the, you know, I think running our best uh, here at the, you know, late October, which is exactly what we want. Super proud. It was a true team effort. You know, we, um, you know, we have a couple guys running up front with the women. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, we've had Janeth, who's really come along and, and stepped up and ran well, but it, it's truly a team effort after her, you know. And we've had a senior in Mandolin Thomas who stepped up and really added some depth to that second group, um, you know. And, and that's what I'm most proud of is, is as a team, you know, they've really came – they've been coming together and, and getting stronger and stronger. So next up for you guys next weekend, it's the A-Sun Championships in Huntsville, Alabama. You mentioned both teams are running strong here at the end of this season, but have we stacked up against the rest of the conferences you guys have raced this season? Yeah, the top of the conference is very tough. I think every coach here is going to tell you that. The A-Sun is very competitive. Um, but, 
you know, definitely progress, you know, and that, you know, the women for the beginning of the year, the women we talked about just making progress, you know, and that, that was a big key. We didn't want to get caught up with, you know, all of the, you know, we're going to be fifth, seventh, third, you know, you know, we just wanted to go out there and make sure that we, we focused each race and, and got better each race. And so, you know, we've beat a lot of teams. We, we've ran against FGCU. Uh, we've ran against Jacksonville State, Austin P. Uh, Kansas, we, we've beat a lot of conference teams throughout the season. There's a few we haven't seen that, you know, you can look at, you know, like I, on Sundays, I'm usually just trying to see what who's doing what and how they did. And, you know, we beat a lot of teams on paper uh, as well. But as we all know, we got to go out on October 29th and, and we got to get it done on that day. And so, but I feel really good. It's definitely going to be a step in the right direction for both squads, especially if we go out there and run like we're capable of and, um, you know, have a lot of confidence in this group. They've been doing the right things. And, uh, they're confident and, and uh, um, you know, they're, they're ready to get out there and, and compete. Have they enjoyed the temperature drop this week? I don't know if they enjoyed the, the 27 of this morning or whatever it was. But, yeah, they, <laughs> it's much better than, than, uh, than the August weather we were having. This is definitely ideal cross-country weather. Well, Coach Providence, I know you probably got to get a run in here in a little bit, right? I got it in already. Babe. You got it in already. Well, <laughs> hey, we appreciate you coming by. All right, thanks. Let's talk some basketball. Coach Tiber's here. She's got some big news to talk about. Basketball season opens up November 7th. An early start, 11 a.m. against Christian Brothers inside of Flowers Hall. That's not the first opportunity you can meet the basketball teams. Purple Pandemonium tomorrow night inside of Flowers Hall as well. That'll start at about 6 p.m. We hope to see you out there. Coach, we're just under three weeks out from the start of the season. Are you guys getting pretty eager to get out there and play? I think we are. Um, we're excited. Um, the team's been uh, – just really engaged. They're really growing together. Um, I told my assistant coaches the other day how much fun I'm having with this group. Um, I think this is year 22 for me as a head coach, um, but I have as much energy and just I, I'm just loving uh, going into the gym with this group every single day. They allow us to coach them hard and have fun with them, and I, I think we um, we have something bright going on here with this team. So. Let's talk about this team as a whole. There's some familiar faces back, some fresh faces as well. But what have you seen out of them as you guys? We all know your system. How are they, I guess, integrating into it? You know, I, I really like this. Um, you know, we have some depth at about every position, which is uh, something that we haven't had in the last couple of years. So I like our depth. Um, we have players that are being extremely competitive every single day. And I think when you have a youthful team, that's something that you have to put a lot of emphasis on. Uh, that you have to compete with yourself and your teammates every day to make us better. And they're really doing that right now. They, there are going to be some tough decisions. And, you know, as coaches that we have to make of who's going to get minutes and, and finding your, your groups that can play well together. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now, trying to figure out. And these next two Saturdays will tell us a lot about ourselves when we scrimmage. And we're scrimmaging two really good opponents uh, with UT Martin, who's uh, – Preseason number two and the OVC, we'll, we have them on Saturday. So it's going to, you know, it's going to give us a, a good measuring stick for where we need to be in a couple weeks. Of course, the big story heading into the season is Skylar Gill. Last year, she set this program record for blocks in a season. She was A-Sun Freshman of the Year, A-Sun Defensive Player of the Year, and she missed about the first five, six games of the year and still accomplished all of that. This year, she's picked up some big preseason honors, named to the all-A-Sun preseason team, Defensive Player of the Year in the preseason as well. But uh, I guess this can be announced today, I believe. She's been named to the Becky Harmon Mid-Major Player of the Year preseason watch list and also the Cheryl Miller Award watch list. Just how big is it for her to be on those two watch lists? <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, I've, I've never experienced something like that in my career. Uh, and it is, it's just recognition at this point. But I tell you what, the kid is putting in the work. 
I put a tweet out yesterday, uh, last evening. Sky was in the guild, was in the gym yesterday at 6 a.m. in the morning on her own, working with another freshman. So not only is she working to develop her game, she is raising the level of play of our program. And that's what a leader does. And in just one year, I'm more proud of that than this recognition that she has received to here today. Uh, but those are prestigious awards. Uh, Becky Hammond was one of the greatest to ever play at the mid-major level. She is a, a, a WNBA championship coach. Uh, and Cheryl Miller, we all know who she is. For Scott to get on those, she's the only mid-major player and the one in, in, um, in, the, in the Cheryl Miller list, the only mid-major player, the only sophomore on both lists. So it's quite remarkable. And the thing that impresses me most is she was just an okay average offensive player last year. She was a tremendous defensive player. You don't find a freshman that gets a defensive player of the year, and she's engaged. But what she has done, and I want to credit my assistant coaches over there. First of all, Josh Ashley for helping. Josh and I can take credit on recruiting Scott together. It was a team package. But Coach Harlow gets a lot of the credit for the development right now. But most of it goes to the effort that Skylar is putting in. She is in the gym and she is grinding. And her offensive skill set right now is just impressive. Like she can shoot the three. Last year, she didn't really want to score. That wasn't her thing. Now she's embracing that. And she knows that she can elevate our program to another level. And uh, I'm, ju I'm just happy for her. If you were to watch in the come in the gym and watch her growth as a person is, it's just remarkable. Like she's talking to every single person, calling out their name the entire two hours of practice. And uh, so that's what I'm pleased about. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what she's going to lead our team to this year. And how do you help her manage those expectations when everybody's going to be keying in on her this season? You know, I think the big thing, and, and I started that this, this year, all of our coaches, we, we have position groups that we do, and all my assistant coaches over there, they have three or four uh, players each. And I used to have three or four players each until this year. And I started uh, my one-on-one -on -one mentorship this year. And uh, right after today, I, I'm going to go meet with one of my freshmen. But I'm spending one-on-one uh, -on -one time with them once a week. And whether it's getting coffee, lunch, or whatever. And this is an opportunity where that's where I engage Sky. And we talk. We went to Champions last week and ate two of our favorite places uh, that we enjoy. And so we went there together. And I'm trying to, to mold her into being that leader. And, uh, you know, and she's doing a great job of it. But she's a sophomore that barely played an entire year, year a full freshman year. So. It's exciting to see what she's going to do this year. So Hina Suzuki's back, Alexis mm -hmm. Callens, Jade Moore. They've been around for a while. Tell us about some of the newcomers as well and how they've mixed in. Well, first of all, let me talk about Hina. She's much improved. She's, she's, you know, the first year we had such a language barrier with her. Now she completely understands everything, whether she will admit it or not. She's very good with her English now. Um, and she, you know, and then she had to come off the ACL injury. She's confident now. That brace is off. She's playing very aggressive. She made 84 of her 100 threes yesterday in her shooting group with Coach Harlow, made 20-some in a row multiple times. Uh, so she's really putting in the work to develop. This is her last go, and I've challenged her to be something special. This is it. This is the last time that you have the opportunity to play in this type of environment. So, um, so we like what she's doing and, and how she's going to lead our team from the point guard position. That will relieve a lot of pressure off of Sky in some situations. Uh, a bunch of exciting new kids. Uh, you mentioned some of our returnees that are going to play huge roles, but, but I like a lot of our new kids. Alyssa Clutter, um, 
you know, her, her dad was a college wrestler uh, when I was in college playing basketball, same university. Her, her, her best friend on our team, Cameron Jones, her mom was my teammate. Cam is going to make a push for a starting. Those two are, will both make pushes uh, to get into the starting lineup. Lex Green, um, a point guard from Bakersfield, a transfer for us. Um, Sarah Walgamuth, a transfer for us from Florida Southern. You'll see her get some minutes um, at the point guard position. So I really like our depth. Our three point guards that we have all play the game differently. They're all dynamic in different types of ways, and they can do different things. So I think we're going to be a fun group to watch. I think people will really like watching us play. Put it all together. What excites you most about this year's team? Just the opportunity that, that is in front of us. I think we have all the pieces in place. It's our job as coaches to continue to just build them up and allow them to have the, uh, the freedom and the confidence to grow every single day. And then I think if, if we're allowing them to do that and give them the, the, the patience to develop here early in the preseason, that we'll have something special when the A-Sun play comes around. We've got our first chance to meet your team at Purple Pandemonium tomorrow night. Are they pretty excited? They are. They always are. That's always a fun opportunity. And then people hit the court afterwards and, and receive autographs and, and stuff like that. So – I'm just looking forward to a great season, and I, I know the fan base here always supports us well, and um, we'll see you Thursday night. All righty, Coach. Thank you thank very you. much. We'll wrap it up talking men's golf with Luke Calcaterra. Uh, one last note on basketball. Our next meeting, November 7th, we're going to combine this with our basketball media day. So all the basketball coaches will be here. We'll have them up here to talk, members of the media. What did I say? November to the 2nd, sorry, the 7th is the first game. i got a lot of dates running through my head. So November 2nd, we'll have basketball here, uh, and media will be here, so please come out. Let's bring a big crowd as well. All right, men's golf made some big news yesterday, won the fourth-ever Division One tournament. The second this fall, they dominated the TVA Community Credit Union Invitational, held out at Turtle Point Yacht and Country Club by 15 strokes. UNA finished 21 over in the three rounds. Purdue-Fort Wayne was second. Uh, they finished 900 just behind at North Alabama. My coach, how'd it feel to win another tournament? I would say relieved. You know, whenever you're playing at home, like, you you just kind of – it's a little bit different when, you know, you're expected to win. And I think the guys handled it well. And to be able to win by 15 shots just shows what they're capable of. And there was also some exciting things to kind of see a little bit more of our depth. You know, we've rolled the same five because we've had a freshman that – Every round counted for him this year, and it's like with COVID seniors and with so many fifth-year players and guys on our team who've won a national championship, to see those new guys and to see the young guys like a freshman to have three rounds counted in Eric Lowe. And then our extra players that were able to play at our home event, you know, one of those players is in second going into the final round, and then another player is in the top ten just kind of shows – our depth and as you go into off season to know that, you know, with that group, everyone knows that they're going to have to compete and play well for that opportunity in the spring. And then it's the second time this year that they've had the lead going into the final round and have been able to take care of business, come out with a win and be able to do that. And we have a lot of good opportunities in the spring where we'll be competing at Florida State and we'll be competing at Auburn and they have the opportunity to show what they're capable of. And just knowing that group well, um, you know, you know that there is still more that they're capable of that they have the potential to do. And so now it's just working on those things and getting ready in the off season to see what we can do in the spring. Let's talk about Carter Goodwin. He finished fifth. How strong was his fall? Just, you know, from his 
previous years to see him develop and continue to get better and lead this team and play well. You know, like he's disappointed he didn't win, but he has continued to put himself in contention a lot this year. And, you know, you ask the guys, like, how's everything for you? How's the heartbeat of the team? And all of those guys, like, they get along well. In a lot of my previous years, like, this has been one of the really good years of a team that is very well connected. They work well together, and they're challenging each other, and Carter has been the leader of that. You brought in a lot of newcomers. Some guys came over from Arkansas Tech with you as well. Mm -hmm. How have they helped elevate the team so far? I mean, two wins this fall. Right. Three of those guys have been in the lineup and have been in contention to win tournaments as well with Andre having a tie for first as well and just losing in a playoff. And so um, they've helped a lot. You know, like our culture and the things that we've done, hard work that they put in, it's like it's just kind of come natural and – the group has really good energy right now. All right, so that was the final tournament of the fall. I mean, overall, how can you sum up how we looked this fall? We're happy. We're just not satisfied. You know, there's, there's just more steps that need to be taken. But, um, you know, for our alumni and to see the team succeed and to see the team play well um, has meant a lot, you know, to, to be able to do that and just kind of excited for the spring to see what we can accomplish. Coach, congratulations, and thanks for talking with us. Thanks. That'll do it for this week. Purple Pandemonium tomorrow night and then November 2nd, our next meeting with uh, the basketball media.